Shut up and sit down. I want to give everybody a big old warm welcome to episode 203 of Third Shift. I, of course, am one of your hosts, the light bearer, the light bringer, Mr. Eric himself, with some glorious stories for you this week. But before we do that, I have to let you know that there's another here, one who is cackling because he already knows that it's a fun time. It's always a fun time. That is the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Matt, and he's chuckling because life always goes well for people, especially me. <laughs> but before we go that way, we got to go the other way, which is how was your week, Mr. Matt? I feel like this week, it, the week itself was a pretty crummy week. It was just a dumb week, regular stupid stuff. But on the video game front, Animal Crossing New Horizons, of course, I play it almost every day, at least every other day. Just having a nice, easygoing, fun time. That's Like I say, that's my chill game. There's not much else to say. I just do stuff in there and have a great time. But I got a new game. I got two new games this week. One, which I actually forgot about. <laughs> I forgot it released the same day as the other game that I'm going to talk about. And that was Paper Mario. I was sitting there on Friday, which was the release day of something else. And I got, bloop, bloop, what's this email? Tracking number for your Amazon order. What's that about? Oh, yeah, Paper Mario, the Origami King. Yeehaw. Now, I've never been a big Paper Mario like fan. I've never played any of the series other than Super Paper Mario, I think, which was on the Wii, which had the 2D, 3D little flip-flop thing. Mm-hmm. Because I've played Mario RPG, but that's different. And I've played the Mario and Luigi games, and those are technically different. So Paper Mario, dove into it just based on the graphical style. It's amazing. Uh, Just The the way everything looks is fantastic. It's mind-blowing. I'm still kind of in the intro stuff. So it's still kind of like, oh, hey, Mario, do you remember how to do a battle? Gosh, Mario, maybe you should like jump down a pipe sometime. So I'm not heavy into story or anything, not that... I'm sure it's going to get real heavy, but I'm really enjoying it so far just because living in that, anything Mario is like fun and happy and good. And then to throw this awesome graphical style on top of everything else, it's just, it's, it's almost mind blowing, which sounds silly because the graphics are kind of simple. But once you see like this thing is made out of like cardboard and you pull the tab and it rips and it falls over, it's just, it's outstanding. It's awesome. Speaking of outstanding and awesome, Game of the Year 2020 is dropped. Ghost of Tsushima, it's here. It's finally here. I'll be playing it live at twitch.tv slash thirdshiftme and having a great time with that too. But we'll get more into that later in the episode maybe. Yeehaw. So, my friend Mr. Eric, how was your week? My week was glorious, everybody. All right? Went on a camping <laughs> trip. Started off just fine. Took Thursday and Friday off work. Said it. I'm out of here. That's why we did a Persona cast last week is because I wasn't present for our normal show. It worked out really well anyway because Gearbox said, hey, y'all, we got a lot coming up, but we're just going to not even bother with this week and just wait till next week. And that's exactly what they did. So anywho's camping went great. Y'all know the deal. Had some fun with the family, did some swimming, hung out with some friends who came and camped out as well. All was well. I just want to say one quick note, too. Blueberries. We grow a lot of blueberries here in Michigan. All right. So mm-hmm. where we go... There was a bunch of blueberries. So we go there and we're picking fresh blueberries. I'm talking plump blueberries the size of your eyeball, people. All right. Popping these suckers in pint jars. 30 cents for a pint of blueberries. That's how much it costs. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa. Ain't whoa, that whoa, insane? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Uh-huh. Don't give it's, me five bucks for a pint nonsense. Jesus Christ. Here 
at your local Meyer, which is an hour away from this place where I'm picking my own blueberries and getting them for 30 cents, they charge like 350. 3.50 full bucks they want for some blueberries. And I just got them for 30 cents straight from the stores, bigger than my eyeball, fresh off the tree or bush to be technically correct there. It's, it's mind boggling what inflation does. Sorry, Mom. I'm never buying blueberries again at the store. Just cross them off your grocery list. You ain't getting them. <laughs> never again. Never again. I was shocked, too. It, it, I couldn't believe it. I was like, all right, these suckers are probably – they're probably going to charge me double because I'm getting them fresh off the bush, you know, all that. I was, I was just like, huh? I thought I, was, I thought I was just getting away with something. I'm like, there's 30 cents. All right. Get, get in the car. Get in the car. Everybody get in the car. Run, 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 run. Go, 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 go. Stop looking at the things. <laughs> Boy, realizes I just got away with thirty cent blueberries. <laughs> so that was a side note, but I just want to let everybody know: if you want some fresh fruits, go to the actual farmers themselves and buy them from them. And apparently, it's super dirt cheap, and you get obviously right off the bush fresh fruit. It's it's an amazing, wonderful thing. Why well, I haven't done it before, I don't know. Eh, any of the who's. Here's the part. The part. Oh, so glorious, everybody. <laughs> So it was like you were like going up that first first hill of the roller coaster. Oh, Everything's yeah. going great. What a great time. Saving money on blueberries, can't, having a grand old time. Bad. Let's go home. Woo! So on the camping trip, I was like, oh, go Shima's dropped. Well, let me see if I can get it downloaded on the on the PS4. No, there's no internet anywhere I can get this game downloaded. I tried, and I tried, and I tried. It wouldn't happen. So I said, whatever. I'm having a fun time anyway. I was playing some Doom Eternal, playing some other games. Uh so I get home, and I'm like, oh, I'm ramped. I'm pumped up now. Here we go. Everything's put away. I go downstairs. I get the game downloaded. I take care of dinner. We do all the things. I come back down. I'm like, we're playing some video games, folks. Here we go. Bopped up to PC, bopped up to PlayStation, and I start playing. Oh, and it's so glorious. Game was great. I go upstairs. Somebody needs something. Walk in the hallway. Hey, what da 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 Right? Okay. Ha, 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 ha. Then, boom. Light flashes the whole everything turns white. Just instant <laughs> house is shaking and rumbling. All the power goes out. Everything goes out. I'm like, what the heck just happened? Lightning struck either the house itself or right by, like literally like a millisecond away from the house. Okay, well, that was crazy. Power comes back on. Cool beans, man. Go downstairs. <laughs> Something's smoking. What's smoking? PS4 smoking. <laughs> PS4's fried. Oh, man. Fried the PS4. So I go back upstairs. I look around. I notice the internet's back up. Not back up. And I look. The modem's smoking. Oh, the modem's gone. <laughs> now, I'm like, okay. Well, maybe if it cools down, it'll work again. No, that you know that ain't happening. So then... To top it all off, I go back downstairs once again, and I'm trying to get things to work. I'm, I'm trying my best to get that play, PlayStation 4 back up and running. It don't get back up and running. And then I'm like, what is, why won't I can't even get, I can't even get a, a, a freaking signal. You know, because I'm trying to get my, because now I think maybe my PC's broke, too. PC comes back on, though. But the, I, the way I had it routed, it was onto an HDMI at the time, and I could not get the PC to come up on... The my H my 4K brand new HDR monitor that I just oh, bought. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So come to find out, it fried that too. All but the <laughs> Display Port. So I can actually still use it, 
but only from the display port, which I have, so I can still use it for PC purposes, but all of the HDMI outlets were completely crispified. Jesus Christ. I don't know how my PC survived this. I honestly don't understand how it made it through, but everything else got shocked and destroyed. So I'm going to take the little bit of happiness out of that and just, you know, go ahead, guess. It's better than nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I lost uh, about 750 bucks worth of stuff. All right. So I called my insurance agency and I'm like, hey guys, yeah, I'm a lightning struck the house. You know, I lost about 750, 800 bucks. Oh, it's a thousand dollar deductible for, uh, you know, so nothing. Yeah, nothing. <laughs> cool beans, man. I appreciate that. Thank you, home insurance. You guys are the best. <laughs> so now, now, now here, your, your old buddy Matt, he'll help you out. Cause I mean, you got no PS4 now, but you still got that, that PlayStation VR. You know, I got 50 bucks. You know, I see, I see it's been used. It's been touched by children and now like you a should lady. know better, man. I mean, I got, I got, I, I got fifty-two bucks. You should know better. I went straight to the store and bought <laughs> me a PS PS4 Pro. Good man, good man. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm now broke <laughs> in every way, shape, and form of the word. Uh huh. And so, yeah. Unfortunate. That 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 all took place. Got that back up and running. Then the other day, yesterday, get a call and one of the girls had uh used the restroom and uh clogged it all up and then kept flushing it. Oh. And then it kept coming up and up until it went all the way over oh. and no one noticed it immediately. So it flooded into the hallway, through the floorboards, into the basement. Oh, and soaked all you know the tiling in the basement. You know if you got a finished basement, usually you 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 know you do the lower, the ceiling oh, tiles. You do the drop soaked ceiling, a bunch yeah. of those and ruined a bunch of that. Now see when you started the story, you're like I got a call and one of the girls was in the bathroom and I was like, like I was picturing you at home getting a call like from school mm. because my mind still doesn't understand that things that nothing exists. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. Well, how's this going to affect him? Maybe she got like thrown out of whatever daycare she was at. Oh no, you got called at work mm-hmm. from home. From home. Oh god. Yeah. So I was like, cool, good stuff. You know, good stuff. <laughs> now the wife, uh, though, she's the one who did all the work, and the father-in-law, they got everything cleaned up for the most part. But we got the fans out doing all the usual rigmarole yeah. after flooding to clean once again. Well, see, at least you are the flood expert. So it's just another it's just another flood day, except it came from above. Just another flood, not day. not up yeah. below. And instead of it just being rainwater, it was poop water. Well, I mean, like the there's like this much poop to that much water. I'm making hand That's gestures true. that nobody the, can the, see. I was gonna say, yeah, I can't see that, but you're right. The poop ratio to the amount of rainwater ratio, mm. you definitely want to take the poop water. Yeah, it's a better it's a better damage, you know, control. <laughs> Oh my so God. that's been my week, everybody. I played games. I did. I had a lot of fun. Ghost Tsushima's great. We'll talk about it later. <laughs> but speaking of Ghost of Tsushima, that's my release for the week because I'm a cheap, lazy, just bum. Eric's got to work hard. He's got to go through disasters. But me, I get to sit here on this little floating cloud. I'm like I'm like Goku flying around on the flying Nimbus. I'm just like, ha, speeding through life, not a care in the world. Just like here on the release segment. I was like, ah, it's Ghost of Tsushima. Developed by Sucker Punch. Published by Sony Interactive Entertainment. It dropped on 717 for the PS4. And <laughs> I'll talk more about it later. I didn't even have to do any research. I didn't have to do nothing. It's great. My life's awesome. 
Now, I'm going to tell y'all, you know, this show is going to be so long, it's going to be ridiculous. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to bust Matt here because this man, all right, listen, he told y'all he played Paper Mario Origami King, right? Mm-hmm. He told you he did that. Brand new game. Easy release. He's played it. He understands it. He could have released that and uh-huh. gave me the easy Ghost of Shima. You know, I just told you what happened to me, right, everybody? <laughs> You'd think your buddy would say, hey, man, let me throw you a cheesecake here. <laughs> but he didn't. He took it and he ate it. And he just looked at me expectantly, and I'm like, "Dang, cold blooded." <laughs> we'll see here. I'll, I'll take one. Pe- I'll, I'll like get a toothpick and flick a little mm. bit of, che- of cheesecake out of my mouth because I have a backup release, which I'm not going to talk too much about. But it's a game you also know, so it's kind of it's kind of a cheat anyway. It's Carrion. That's out now today, the 23rd of July, for PC, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Developed by Phobia Game Studio, published by Devolver Digital. This is the game where you play that roiling mass of red goo, this horrible, unspeakable, unknowable monster that's been contained inside a science lab. Now you're busting out, eating all the scientists, you're eating the security people, you're solving some light puzzles, some maybe light environmental puzzles, like flip the switch to get the water up so you can kind of whoop and goop your way through, you know, all the little grates and stuff to get to where you're going. A little bit of Metroidvania here. I haven't been reading up too much on it because this is a game I'm going to get and play. Once Eric has money, it's a game he's going to get and play or he's going to get it on sale for two bucks. It's going to be on sale for two bucks. <laughs> because we played the demo. It was outstanding. A lot of fun. If you like just dark, weird, twisted things. I mean, it's not it's not even overly gross because everything's kind of like pixel arty. You know, nothing's, mm-hmm. nothing too violent and disgusting, but the pixel people do fall apart into all kinds of delicious tiny pieces that you get to eat as this horrible monster and eat and grow bigger, get new abilities. It's great. It's awesome. It's carrying. I'm telling you right now, too, I appreciate the other day they said, hey, everybody, we noticed that some people don't like it when you murder people, you know, like yes. consume them. Yes. You can also just quietly and easily just drown them. It's peaceful. It's a great way to go. They uh-huh. show the carrier just dumping people into the water. You're just like flailing and shaking. Just flailing oh, around great. and shaking. <laughs> oh, it was so good. It was so good. I appreciate that a lot. Mm-hmm. I like the, the attention to detail when murdering things. Yes. It's, it's fabulous. Goodness. And of course, talking about murdering things, dead things, we're going to get on to my release, which is Necrobrista. All right. This was developed by Route 59. And of course, it came out July 22nd for PC and iOS. It will be coming maybe, hopefully, to the other systems, but I haven't heard anything yet. But if you have a PC, you can go play it over there. And it's a cool, and I thought maybe you'd actually check this one out, Matt, because it's a, uh, one of those wonderful little book games. So it's basically a social interactive little experience. You're in Melbourne, Australia, in a back alley area. There's a little barista, you know, coffee shop, if you don't know. And the whole premise here is that crazy hipsters, necromancers, weird folks, gangsters, and undead all visit this, sh- this coffee shop. And the, the deal apparently is, is that the undead, they get one last day to spend in this coffee shop. Before they move on. Mm-hmm. And of course, the story follows a couple of said individuals, plus, of course, the, the casuals and usuals who inhabit the shop and the, uh, the actual barista and mm-hmm. the owner. And it just tells a story, a narrative about all of them in this particular day going through beat by beat by beat. And then at one point, giving you an opportunity to do like a, uh, a first person back out where you can actually explore the barista and check out side stories of some of the characters that are in the coffee shop, but you don't actually 
like seeing the narrative a bunch. Nice. And then they tells you a little in book form, a little story about them and what they're doing and why they're there. And, mm-hmm. and you get some, all this cool, fun background information that kind of just fills the blanks in, in the story that they're trying to tell you. So I totally was like, it was a few days ago and some random YouTuber that I, for some reason saw from a person that I follow apparently or some such out of the blue, I would have never looked at this at all. Mm-hmm. I just saw it and I clicked on it and I was like, Oh man, this is actually really neat. I mean, the visual style is like an anime kind of look to it, mm-hmm. but it, not like straight up cartoon. So it's kind of hard to explain, but video game anime type sort of thing going on. Looks really nice. Looks like a lot of fun. You're not playing anything. It is, you quite literally are basically just reading through a story okay. as it unfolds in front of you. So that's, you got to be in the mood for something like that. But from all reports, it's kind of dark and, and, you know, and, well, don't do it. It's about people's last day on earth before they move on to the next thing and a bunch of broken, weird people who want to be around this kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. and apparently there's no like real happy endings. It is just a dark tale. And if that's something that interests you, you might want to take a peek. Necro Barista. Well, God bless. That is something that would interest me. I'm See? glad you mentioned it so I can actually, you know what? Let me, let me reach here. Grab this pen and write it down. Necro Barista. Thank you for having that be your release. I'm, see, I'm glad that I took Ghost of Tsushima, so you had to and talk about me this to game. Go look around. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but one thing you won't have to go looking around for is shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands Game of the Year Edition and Borderlands Three. Hit up the Twitter, the Red the Forums, the Instagram. Hit up your preferred shift code provider. Find them in our Discord and get yourself some free loot. Mm-mm. You better get yourself some loot. And of course, since you're on the topic of loot, let's bust into some Godfall stuff, all mm. right? Because they've been going crazy here, man. And yeah. I could, we could almost make this a whole topic because mm-hmm. there was a lot dumped here. And I want to make this a whole topic, but I think we'll wait a little bit longer till we really try to do a big, big, deep, deep dive on everything. Mm-hmm. But for now... They had a deep dive. It wasn't really a, a deep dive, more as like a little interview yeah. with uh, Keith. It was Whoa. Keith Lee. Keith Lee. There you go. Yeah, I was almost there. So he interviewed with him, and he kind of just broke down the systems and how what they thought of the game. Mm-hmm. And then when you'd said that, I had not seen that at that point. I'd actually gone over to YouTube where you can check out uh, – is I can't I'll never pronounce it right. Eric's A it's it's A R E K K Z gaming at YouTube. All right, Eric's. I've watched a ton of his stuff. Bald dude, big old red beard. He's in all sorts of stuff. Plays a lot of cool games that I enjoy. Any of who's he got lucky had some interviews. Got a whole bunch of uh, information on how the loot's gonna work, how the systems are gonna work. It's amazing and looking really really dang fine and sharp. And as I said. This particular week, we're not going to discuss it deep dive, mm-hmm. but I'm thinking next week you're going to hear a whole bunch on it because that'll give Matt a chance to really go research it because I really want to discuss their loot systems and how they're treating the characters and this gameplay and a lot of things in it. Just really good articles, both at GameSpot and with Eric's. Please check those out. Yeah, I, w- I only saw the GameSpot one, and I read it up, and literally everything I read in that article, I liked and the more I read, the further down I got in, and I was like, yeah. And then I was like, yeah. And then, oh, yeah. Everything sounded so good. So definitely check those out. I'm looking forward to checking out the interviews with Eric's. 
to see did they show more gameplay or was it more just like kind of the stuff we've seen uh, and then talking they, no, over No, it's mostly the the gameplay is all the stuff we've seen, okay. but then they talk like just more in depth about what the 12 uh, plates are mm-hmm, about, mm-hmm. why they did went that route, uh how you're going to actually uh, you make your character unique using the weapons, the different types of weapons and the trinkets, the, yep, the yep. Uh, and all that stuff. Just on and on and on. Yeah, I I can't wait to dig more into this. I definitely want to see even more gameplay too. Like we've been seeing little bits here and there and like the little videos and GIFs they've been dropping. But once I have all this info and then I can see it in action too, that's when I'm going to be super excited. But just reading down, I mean, I I was like, well, let me get some like key points out of this interview in case we do talk about it. I have a whole sheet full of stuff because it's all, it all sounds good. I'm super excited. I'm I'm looking forward to digging into it more next week. I just want to mention, if you check out, the, this is an incentive to go check out this Eric's interview. He has the only spot where you get to see the Hinterclaw plate reveal. Oh, that's right. He has right. the first yeah. reveal. So when you go watch that interview, you'll get to see the Hinterclaw plate also, which is looking really, really cool. So just once again, check him out. It's worth watching. I don't want to steal all the content from him, mm-hmm. but we're definitely going to deep dive on it next week. So, <laughs> and another thing you don't have to wait too long for is Risk of Rain Two Version One Point So it's finally finished now and out of early access. I don't know how this early access stuff works because you could buy it, but now it's One Point Look, One Point is dropping on August Eleventh. So if you've been digging that Risk of Rain Two, now the next big update is coming for it. I don't have any real details on it, but. When something goes from zero point blah, 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 blah to 1.0, you know it's a big deal. You know it's a big thing. If you haven't been supporting it, if all you know of it is, you know, the pre-release stuff when we were first talking about it, definitely check it out because they've had major content drops in there. I'm guessing 1.0 is going to come up with another major content drop too. So check it out. People have been buzzing about Risk of Rain 2, saying it's a ton of fun. Eric's talked about watching people on stream do it, watching some videos, having all kinds of great time with it. So definitely check that out if you're interested too. Next up on this list, I don't know anything about, so I'm going to jump down to the Torque and Lilith mini epics mm-hmm. from the Weta Workshop, Matt. All right? This popped out of nowhere for me. Yeah. You know me. I don't typically follow all the, the Weta Workshops, the Borderlands store itself, any mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. But for some reason, it popped through today, and my jaw dropped. Uh-huh. I was in the middle of running some work that needed me to pay attention to it, but I couldn't. <laughs> I had to stop. And I was like, no, what? A new Lilith? Mm-hmm. With the wings out, yep. a tour. Are you flipping kidding me? Uh-huh. So I deep, I put them up in the full blast on my little uh, phone there, and I just sat there and drooled over them. They are beautiful, mm-hmm. and I definitely want them both so freaking bad. Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I was watching it, and I was like, oh, it's the mini epics, because I'm not a big fan of that series style. I mean, they, there's some really cool stuff in them. Like the faces all look 100% right, but they often have like weird stylistic proportions and stuff. But I think Lilith and Mr. Torg look amazing. Torg especially, he's a little bit exaggerated, but that's what Torg yeah. is, so it 100% works for him. Lilith looks great. I was going to say I can't wait to get both of them, but no, I can't get a Lilith figure. I can't wait to get Mr. Torg and have him doing some air guitar right here in front of me while I'm doing the podcast. Yes, that's going to be so dang good. Gosh, bless it. And of course, speaking of so dang good, a couple days ago, if you were paying attention, which I sort of was, some Borderlands 3. Same, yeah. <laughs> Voice actors said, hey, we're getting together. We're going to play some Borderlands 3. Just have some fun, talk, and shoot the schnips together. They did, in fact, do exactly that. I think uh, it was hosted by like a jellyfish over at Twitch or something like that. Something. I 
yeah, I can't quite remember. It's over anyway. Go look at it, figure it out if you want to check it out. Uh, I watched it for about 30, 40 minutes, and they literally did exactly what they said. They were just in there having a good time, laughing, talking to each other while they went and played some Borderlands 3. There was a couple little snippets here and there about, you know, them playing that character and, and how they felt about it. But it, I think for, for what I heard of it, some of it was stuff we've heard and covered before. But it's still really cool to see them all getting in there and having a good time together. Yeah, I saw the announcement for it like four hours after they did it. And I was like, oh, man, I need to go watch that replay. And I just haven't had any free time to go do it. Sounds interesting. And another thing that sounds interesting is if you are, if you're a vinyl collector or if you like, you know, listening to stuff on vinyl, now the original Borderlands soundtrack is, well, it's not available yet, but it's available for pre-order via Laced Records, either in the U.S. or the U.K. You can get a nice double album of it. I think there's a, there's like a limited edition one that's got like pink discs and the other one just has, you know, the usual black discs, some custom art from, I think it's it's either from a famous artist or it's from the the uh, Gearbox devs themselves, but it looks like a cool collection. I might just get it just to, I mean, it could fill out the mantelpiece back here behind me, just have a nice boom, big old album sitting up there. So if you're inter- interested in vinyl or cool collectibles, check out that Borderlands OST pre-order and get yourself some cool records. And while you're getting them cool records and looking it up, you need to hop on over to the patch notes because... They skipped last week, everybody, mm-hmm. and they did that because they were working on a whole crap ton, yeah. and this week they delivered. I was like thinking, all right, they'll probably have a few things here, a couple fixes, and then bada bing, bada boom, that's the end of the week. Nope. <laughs> I opened it up and went, holy bajosus. <laughs> I started, and it said quality of life fixes, and there were like three headers, and I was like, ah, oh, there's going to be like five things in here. And then that third header expanded and went, and I scrolled and I scrolled, and then another one, and I scrolled and I scrolled through that. There's a ton of stuff in here. For me, not a ton of major things, but one thing that we do need to point out is a lot of the anointments that nobody liked and nobody really played with and nobody thought were really cool, those will now no longer roll for your future weapon drops. So stuff like when you're airborne, your blah, blah, blah goes up by blah, 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 or when you're sliding, you're da, 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 da. So it's stuff that I always thought was cool, but never affected me. Like, I, you know, you know, when you're airborne, your fire rate's up. It's like, if I'm moon jumping, that sounds pretty cool, but I never did it. But you're not most of the time. Yeah. And then, like, uh, they got rid of the Moe's one I hated, which was after exiting Iron Bear for five seconds, you have unlimited ammo. Yeah. And it's like, that's completely useless. That, that doesn't serve any purpose at all in this world. <laughs> what in the hell? So... Kudos to them for getting rid of those. Now, you're jumping over a really big one, and it's kind of a lot of the earlier ones in general. They they adjusted the amount of legendaries that are coming into the uh, true, true. the vending machines. They adjusted the, the dedicated loot pools to a bunch of the bosses. So, And I'm not going to list them all because there's a bunch. But they've adjusted loot pools to bosses mm-hmm. once again, so you got a better chance there. Uh, the chest and badass rewards have been upped once again, so true, you're true. more likely to get really cool loot from those guys, which I totally agree with. Because if, if I go rock out and see a chest and spend the three minutes it takes me to go hopping all over the place to get to it, well, by golly, I'd love to get something really, or at least a chance at something really cool. Mm-hmm. So kudos to them. They definitely went in and upped the ante with the loot once again and adjusted things here and there. And I also want to bring up the fact that they did the whole... I always wondered this, all right? So at the end of some missions, you get really cool, unique guns. Mm-hmm. Well, unless you went ahead and redid it again, max level, da, 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 you were not you were out of luck. Now you can go over to the Veteran Rewards vending machine 
and pick up mission items from them. And he's over by uh, the Crazy Earl. Yep. So if you want to go to that vending machine, go to buy a Crazy Earl. You go into there and bada bing, bada boom. You can pick up mission items that you've acquired throughout the game from doing said quest to get them. Very cool. I definitely appreciate it. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool too. You can buy that with Iridium. And speaking of Iridium, there's something that I skipped over that I figured was worth mentioning, but maybe not so much. They made a change to the Iridium Fabricator, that gun that shoots guns. Now it has a secondary fire, which will shoot one to three legendaries for the cost of 250 Iridium. So it's not a small cost, but now you have a guaranteed chance for at least one legendary out of that gun and possibly up to three. So if you are, if you are sick of farming and you just have Iridium overload and you just want to sit there and just literally pump out legendaries, now you can do it with that gun. Now that gun actually has a use for me. And that's what I was just about to say. Because as many times as I've shot that gun, I think I've gotten zero legendaries. So it just went Mm -hmm. up on my shelf. Now I'll pull it down and I'll shoot some stuff. This is one of those forgotten ones because they mentioned a while back that they were going to try to do something with it to make it so people wanted to use it again because they thought it was a fun, clever, cool idea. Mm -hmm. And it was, but it just didn't really pan out the way I think they wanted it to. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you as the player wanted it to. Now, bada-bing, bada-boom fixed you get yourself some legendaries everybody's happy yeah absolutely speaking of everybody being happy all of you guys with the glitched achievements like we talked about here on the show now eric got eric got his achievement because he, he actually found that pixel that he was missing last time but no, if, i wasn't missing but anything. if your named no, locations no. achievement is actually glitched not like eric's and he was just lost and didn't know where to go now <laughs> that's been fixed and not only that but they said that retroactively, they will be giving the trophies slash achievements to the people who have requirements for them. So you don't have to go do it all again if on your game you're 100% map completion and you didn't get the trophy. Ping! Next time you pop in, you'll be popping a trophy and having a good time. It's something we've mentioned on the show, so I had to mention it here on the show. Now, you're telling me I'm a liar and I'm crazy, but I'm not. And I just want to say that... Uh it was not a pixel, folks. All right? It was not a pixel. It was not. It was a dang glitch, and it got fixed, and you were there, and you tried to make up a story. I think we were running around on Pandora, and you were like, what's this cool cave over here? And you were oh, my gosh, I got a platinum. That's what happened. I remember uh, it. Oh, my goodness. Well, whatever. You can believe it or not believe it, just like you can believe or not believe that, once again, some more UI adjustments were made. So apparently, and hopefully more of your, uh, when you're going in and out of menus, things like that, maybe a little bit crisper, a little bit faster. I don't know if it's actually true or not, because it seems like they do it at such a small rate most of the time that it's hard to really see unless you're paying close attention. True. But hopefully it's the case, because as always, and we've said it from the beginning, you know, sometimes going in and out of those menus is just a bear. Hopefully uh, this will be the final one. You know, maybe this is it right here. This is where it's all fixed up for sure. Yeah, for me, it's been real close. Like there's just that one little hitch when you first get into it or when you're first getting into your inventory, especially for me, it's like, eh, it just misses that first button press. So if they've tweaked that one little, just like eh, that one little notch, then it's going to be perfect for me because I don't have many problems other than that. And one thing I'll never have a problem with is Mr. Beef. He's my, he's my, he's my ride or die. He's my forever companion. And now he's going to be doing even more damage in the mayhem mode because they said that they made a lot of changes to Flax pets a lot of you know changes to all the different characters in mayhem mode because accidental damage scaling was happening or mayhem bonuses were getting applied many times that happened to one of flax pets i think it's the 
the spider ant because it's the scorcher. I think that that one can get fire. Mm-hmm. It's one of the pets I never use. But they said in toning that down, they also wanted to get all the other pets' damage up. So Mr. Beef is going to be hitting harder, biting harder, shocking people in and doing all kinds of damage. It makes me happy because Mr. Beef is the man and he makes me the man. And it's just, it feels good to just get buffs and not have to worry about nerfs. Of course, while they were doing that, they screwed around, like you said, with Zane and Moe's, messed with a couple of things that were making, uh, they had some class items that were making them a little more too, a little too powerful in some of the things. Got that fixed up, apparently. And then something I didn't even know was happening, but I figure I would mention it before the end here, is that the glamour skill for Siren was apparently screwing with a ton of stuff. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of these little notes, it's Glamour was doing this to Doc Stanley. Glamour was doing this to Soapy Steve. Glamour mm-hmm. was doing this to the NPCs here and there and everywhere. Apparently all that's fixed. All you cheating siren suckers, you ain't get, using Glamour to your advantage any longer. <laughs> so that pretty much wraps it up for the patch notes for us. If you are a Zane player, if you are a siren player, Definitely go in and read all the stuff. If you're a Flack and a a Moe's player as well, definitely go check them out because there's all kinds of stuff in this patch notes. As you know, if we read them all, we'd be here all day. We can't do that. What we can do is look to the future because to celebrate Borderlands 3's first year anniversary, they've been piling up six mini events that are coming over the next coming weeks. You remember these, the mini events that we had right after launch. All kinds of fun stuff there. The first one coming up will be running from the 30th of July through the 6th of August. It's the EchoCast Overload, in which your EchoCast rare chest events, you're going to have increased opportunity to get loot from those. So if you like watching your favorite streamers, if you like being your favorite streamer and streaming Borderlands 3, definitely do that during this coming up week, the 30th through the 6th, and have a lot of fun with that. It's a great time for everybody. This one, of course, I don't watch too many streamers because I, you know, work all the dang time. Mm-hmm. And then I play video games in my spare time, but a little bit here and there. I'll try to tune in for it. It's not my favorite one. Definitely, as the next few weeks come up, though, there's some really good ones, oh, yeah. really bangers. So I can't wait. It's going to be a good time. And you know what else is a good time, Eric? No. Yeah. No, nothing else is a good time. There's something else that's a good time. And if, if I could think of like Melody, be like, playing my little. After you've, after you've, after you've jammed your sword into seven or eight bad people, mm-hmm. and you just walk away going. That's exactly it. We're talking about Ghost of Tsushima. Finally, we've mentioned it three to four to eight to 17 times on the show already. It's the topic of the day. I don't know where we want to start, Eric. First impressions, great impressions, having fun. What are you doing? Are you the rat king of Ghost of Tsushima? Are you terrible at this game? Are you awesome like me? (laughs) Oh, I'm an awesome god. Let me tell you. I went into this game. It was a joke, okay? Yeah, it was. This game's been a joke all year. Uh And I was like, I have to play it because... It's part of the gimmick. It's part of what we've been talking about the whole year. And I was like, it'll be fine. Obviously, I'm not going to spend 60 bucks if I think I'm going to hate it. But no, no, we should explain I, the joke, which is <laughs> we can't just say this game's a joke. Ha ha ha. But then I no. liked it. <laughs> the joke has always been every single time they show anything Ghost of Tsushima related, whether it be a screenshot, whether it be a cinematic trailer with absolutely no gameplay, everyone, everyone would clap their hands over their heads and go, oh my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It's going to be game of the year. It's going to be the greatest game ever made with absolutely nothing to show for it other than CGI graphics going, hey, wow, look Mm -hmm. at that. 
So, so that's and that's how it, it became the joke. And it was they even did the typical. We we made a big thing about. You know what they'll do? They're going to pan out and it's going to be trees and a sunset and it's going to be a shadow of a man with an eagle flying over. Mm-hmm. And they did all that. Yeah. They did it. They did it. It was like a falcon, I think, not an eagle. But you, right. you get the gist. Mm-hmm. It was the same. It was a bird flying over. And I was just like, oh, my God. And like you said, everyone just, oh, wow, it's going to be amazing. So we just made fun of it for the whole year. And mm-hmm. it was the thing we ran with going, hey, you heard that game? Go Shima. Game of the year, man. Game of the year. Game of the year. All year long, we've been doing it. Game finally hits. I get in there, and I told you, played it for a little bit before the great, great eruption. <laughs> but before the great eruption, I was instantly lost in that world. Mm. I, I, I just, you, you, right from the beginning, you do a little thing, and then when it opens up and pans out to say Gosha Shishima, yeah, I was just like, boom, mind exploded. It looked phenomenal. And I wanted to explore every inch of that world. The minute that happened, I went, "Oh yeah, oh yeah, I gotta, mm-hmm. I gotta go everywhere. Every stupid little question mark, everything. I'm, yep. I gotta do it." Yep. So it did a fantastic job of catching me with its its beautiful landscapes. The music was just banging. I loved the melodies; those old, you know, those old school melodies popping off everywhere. The it's crazy. There's so much to talk about here, man. Oh, how was the opening for you? I definitely agree. For me, it's weird when I watch like samurai stuff because having studied Japanese in Japan so much, you know how much is like built up for ah, for dramatic effects. Well, the American version of yeah, and it's kind of like samurai. oh man, they're all they're only about honor, and I got to die for my lord. And I'm like okay, but then once you got into playing it, like you said, especially once it opened up. And you're you're running through that field on your horse, and boom, goes to Tsushima. The one thing that I that I wished was that I had a PS4 Pro, so it would look even better. Like it looked great, but some of the stuff I'm looking at on my screen doesn't look as good as some of the screenshots I see. And I'm like, man, I want I want this game to be pumped up to the ultimate max because I'm absolutely loving it. It may not have sounded like that from right there, but. It, it, maybe it wasn't right off the bat, but once I started, you know, getting to the side quest and stood on top of a mountain and I looked over and I was like, oh my God, what's that over there? I got to go over there. And when I'm playing it on stream and I'm like, all right, we're going to go across the island to meet this guy. But like two feet before, after I start running, I look over to the side and there's some cool mountain with a real scraggly tree on the top. And I'm like, there's got to be something up there. I got, I got to, I got to go up there. I gotta go over here. What's that smoke in the distance? What is that like? Is that like ship banners? I gotta go do it. Just like you said, I, every single question mark I have to find, every single side quest I have to do, I'm all wrapped up in it. It's it's wild. It's crazy. But I will say, when it started for me, I thought this game was going to be ridiculous hard. Because when you start off, you you I mean it's it's like most games. You don't have all your skills. You don't have all your health. You don't have all your abilities. I was getting murdered by like regular goons, not on the regular, but every, every encounter I had, I had like a sliver of health left and I was all bloody and I just barely made it through it by, by like halfway dodging and like jumping around and looking like an idiot. Mm -hmm. But once I started unlocking stuff and getting better and better, the more I play this game, the more I love it. To shoot from there. All right. The opening sequence happens. You get that cool little scene, build up going. Mm-hmm. Then, of course, when you finally go free, you get your horse, which, by the way, I picked a beautiful white horse and I named him Sora. 
because mm-hmm. I had to, because of course Kingdom Hearts Sora, okay, and of fair. course I decided I was going to kind of play like the White Knight in this, mm-hmm. but that quick quickly kind of went away mm-hmm. because as I started to play, I hate sneaking around. I hate I hate sneaking around games, uh-huh. things doing that. I was going to totally just I was like, eh, whatever. I'm playing Samurai. I'm just going to go stand off everything. Well, it's kind of changed now. To where I'm over here sneaking around. I'm like, all right, I'm going to murder these three fools. Then I'm going to pull out my bow and I'm going to get the three archers over here. Mm-hmm. Then they'll probably see me by then. So then I'll go finish off to two or three or four, whatever else it is. And now that's what I do. I'm just sneaking around. I'm like this in between, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, half sees, half sees old assassin ninja man. Then I go half sees honorable. Hey, all right, all right. You, you caught me. Come on out. Let's go, boys. Come on. Come to the courtyard. And I'm like the complete inverse of you. I love sneaking and I love stealth. But in this one, I'll be sneaking and I'm like, all right, I'm going to shoot this dude. I'm going to throw a bomb over here. I'm going to run over here. And then that little standoff option appears and I go, ah, screw it. Standoff. Ooh, and I do the sword draw thing and now I've got the upgraded standoff. So I'm killing people after that too. And everyone's mm-hmm. shocked and chagrined and falling over on themselves. I don't know. It just, it feels so good. I love the combat of this game. It feels visceral and cool and it is you know it's a lot of like counter based like assassin's creed kind of combat is you wait for the attack and you counter it and open them up but something about this combat feels really good to me i don't like the assassin's creed style but this just feels it feels meaty and good and even when i get jumped or i you know they do some spinny attack i haven't seen before and i get hit it's it's visceral enough that you're like oh whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. and you kind of scramble and roll and heal yourself and do it real quick mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I love the sneaking. The sneaking's really good, but I just love the stand-up and fight combat. I really love it. I totally dig the combat as well. I love getting in there because they've got several different enemy types. you got your large shields, your small shields, you got your dual blades, you got your spear users, your, you know, everything and in between. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because they got no auto lock on Mm -hmm. so you're moving and grooving yourself you have to pay attention and face the enemy you want to fight and meanwhile they give you like little signals little red lights blue lights Mm -hmm. when they're going to attack you which means you got to dodge and then when you see the attack attacks regular attacks coming you got to make sure you push on your uh, your sword block Mm -hmm. all that good stuff it's up to you to pay attention and do all these things and prioritize your targets decide who you got to take out first who you can just kind of run around and skip and it's it's challenging, mm-hmm. and the baddies will sometimes fake you out. Yeah, they don't always just come in and attack you. They'll during the standoffs they'll t- do fake attacks to see if they can get you to budge. During real attacks, they'll come in like they're gonna go after you, then they don't. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just out of the blue, they do like a freaking frenzy attack, like the dual blades. Mm-hmm. They get me all the time because I'm like, all right, I'm about to bust them up, and then all of a sudden he's slashing like a maniac, mm-hmm. knocking me on my butt, and then a big old shield user comes and clobbers me, and I'm like. Man, this is not fair. I gotta agree. I, I love it, but I hate it at the same time because when I do my standoff and I accidentally get the spear dude, he gets me 100% of the time. Cause his, his attack, he just pokes you. You got like mm-hmm. no time to do it. Everyone else like runs up and goes, raw, big wielding attack. And you know, their faint is like, eh, eh. but then they like wind up. But the spear dude, he faints and then he pokes you. And it's just the exact same moment. And I go, damn it. Damn him. So I, I'm always trying to, when I'm doing my standoff, I'm like, let me get close, real close to the sword guy or the big shield mm-hmm. man. Cause I can't take that little spear dude. Mm-mm, no. Nope. Mm-mm. I like the spear dudes in regular combat though. Cause yes. they're so predictable. 
you know, it's easy to dodge them, get out of the way, and they're uh, light in armor, so you can mm-hmm. kill them pretty fast once you get in on them. Yeah. It's a wonderful system. The archers, they're nothing, but they can be troublesome if mm-hmm. you don't go get them, even though they make a call-out every time they're about to shoot. So if you're paying attention for the call-outs, the verbal cues, mm-hmm. you can always just do a, ju- a juke right there and you'll never get hit. But when you got four to five archers, which I recently did in a mission where I was going across this bridge and there's freaking archers everywhere mm-hmm. – Oh, yeah, yeah. They started messing me up. I was like, okay, all right. Y'all want to play like this? So I got to the top of the mountain, and then I just jumped down and sword impaled every last one of them yep, all yep. the way down to the bottom. I said, do you want to play it dirty? I won't play fair either, all right? Yeah, I agree. I love I love chasing down the archers because, like you said, they're easy to kill. But at the same time, when you're focused on – I find like they always come right after a standoff. I'll stand off and I'll see four dudes – and I kill one or two. I'm like, all right, this is going to be easy. And then I hear like three archer calls all at once. And I go, oh, crap. And I can always dodge at least two of them. But that one is just a fraction of a second slower and it gets me. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, nope. I'm abandoning my little standoff and, and fight. I'm just running like a wild fool. Where are they? Where I got to get them? Hack, hack, hack. Uh-huh. Where's the other ones? All of you keep chasing me. Go, go ahead and chase me all day. And plus, there's the double shot archers which I've run into too, when they're like, and they shoot and I'm like, oh, okay, dodge. And then another one immediately comes after that. I'm like, dude, oh man. Uh So even, even in the simplest things like the archers who give you the verbal call out, there's still enough like surprise in it. There's, you can't always count on it just being a single arrow. Sometimes it's a double. Sometimes when you're expecting the double, it's just a single. So you're standing there like an idiot and you miss countering the attack that's coming behind you because you were getting ready to roll for the second arrow. I don't know. It's just, it's, it's alive and fun and it's just, it feels so fresh all the time. So it's so cool too about the, you know, while you're out there doing all this combat, having a bunch of fun, there's always something to get. Mm -hmm. So like every question mark, every invaded town you go to, there's a reward. Mm -hmm. You know, at the question marks, you can get haikus, you can get hot springs, which improve your HP. You can find, uh, cosmetic stuff like the headbands mm-hmm. and the and the sword kits and things like that at these posts at these little canaries these little yellow birds will just fly you to if you get within a range of them mm-hmm. the fox foxes will come and take you to fox dens which gets you these points that increase and then you'll open up a charm slot which allows you to get you know a cool little charm that helps you out while you're going if you go to the invaded towns there's always going to be a leader somewhere in that town if you kill the leader you get points up towards uh, new water, you know, your new stances, which we haven't even mentioned yet mm-hmm. when in combat. You have different stances that you get to go into, which are beneficial for like uh, shield bearers, spear bearers. Uh, you're just your melee combat. It's crazy. And before I even talk about the stances and how cool that is, you talked about finding the leader and killing them. But if you find that leader and you're hidden and you observe it, you get a bonus point on top of it, which is cool because. As you go to these camps, you always see one guy like spinning around, hacking around, doing some weird thing. It's it, that's the leader you have to watch, and you watch his stance to you know kind of it. It makes something that's it's a game element, and it makes it like makes sense in that in that world. You're learning a new stance, you're learning a new way of attack, and that unlocks your new stance. When I first got those stances, I was like, ah. Shield bears are no trouble for me anyway, so it's fine. But then once I switched to the water stance for the shield bears, you're cutting through their guard like nothing. Like they can, Easy. they can, can't even touch you. Like they're swinging at you with a red glint attack, and you just whoop hack right through you them. Just hit them anyway. And yep. I feel like a couple of times they've done that, and I've actually even been able to block it. 
So I don't know if they if that's uh, like a hidden ability in the stance, but they've come at we with an unblockable attack, and in that stance I've gone plink or parried it or something. So I don't know if that's it, maybe that was on the tooltip that I didn't that's, read. That's a skill. That's a skill tip. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's a skill that allows you to hit even through unblockable. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, moves. Because I, I must have so. gotten it. I didn't even think about it. But <laughs> but once I read it, I was you know it's like oh effective against spearmen. But once you actually change to that stance and are hitting them. You're basically like juggling them with your with your moves, and it's so cool because it makes sense. Your your motions, your attack motions, totally change every stance you're in, and the the way the specific enemies react to you and the way you're doing it, it makes sense. You can see why this cuts through the spearman's defense, which is one straight stick because you're high, you're low. When he goes low, you're kicking him in the face. Same thing with the shield bearers. You're coming in at weird angles. You're swooping up and down. It's perfect. It's great. It is. And of course, while you're doing all that, there's like random people, random Mongols walking down the, the pathways. And if mm-hmm. you can save the hostages, they'll always give you like a hint to go towards a quest, mm-hmm. which opens up. Uh, you got your main quest. You got your, is it Tales of Tsushima? Yep, yep. And then your your mythical quests or whatever they're called. Oh, those are so good. Quests. Yeah. And then isn't there another one when you like, because uh, I got the uh, Heavenly Strike. Mm-hmm. That, you know, that's was the that through the mythological? Yeah. Is that the mythical? Yeah, okay. So you got all these different quest systems set up, and then there's different kinds of rewards for each of them. And you can totally skip all this. Mm-hmm. You can just mainline it because they, in big old, bold, pretty cool print on your map, show you where all the main quests are. Mm-hmm. And then they even show you in different colors, like what are the tales ones, the mythological ones. Mm-hmm. It's an ingenious, really fun system, and it doesn't rush you. Mm-hmm. I like how whenever you get these things, it pops up. But there's nothing going. You should head here, you know, on the on the HUD or UI. There's nothing. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there it is. Hey, man, if you want to head on over to that area, that's where that quest will be for you to pick up. If you don't, well, keep doing what you want to do. And what I really loved is when that first mythical quest came up, I saw it and I was like, okay, I'll get to that eventually. And I did a bunch of regular ones, like the very very side mission ones, and they kind of were basic, like run over here and kill the guy. I'll run over there and get the thing from this place. And I went, oh, okay. I don't feel like a cool samurai though. Like where's the, where's the big stuff? Maybe that comes in the story missions. And then I went and got the heavenly strike quest that you were talking about. And it's, it's so thematic and theatrical. You're climbing this mountain, the storms rolling in, there's lightning striking all over. You have this cool duel with this guy who has this unblockable attack that you don't even know about until you get hit by it. And you're like, Oh my God. And then you acquire it after you beat him. And then what I found on stream, I used it against some Mongols and the attack is so cool that it like flattens the grass when like in front of you, when you strike, cause you're so powerful that's what I was waiting for. Like I was, I was loving the game. I was digging it, but it felt kind of like at some points it felt like run over here, do the quest. It felt kind of normal. But then once I got this mythical quest and you're doing all this stuff, you're traversing the land, trying to find secrets and uncovering the mythical abilities of the weapons, the armor, the abilities you learn. It's so, it's so samurai movie. And that's what I wanted out of this game. I will say those mythical moves you can acquire definitely give it that nice spice and flair. Mm-hmm. And it, how you do those is you got to perform certain button button functions in different scenarios. Yeah. So it can be kind of complicated. Uh, for me, at least it is. I will say that my only downfall here is as I learn more and more techniques and abilities and then these mythical you know abilities, mm-hmm. 
it becomes a little more challenging because it's like, well, to do this one, hold Y, then tap, tap, Y, Y. Mm -hmm. Uh, For this one, you've got to tap, tap, then hold. For this one, it's hold block, then do circle. And I'm like, it's getting to the point now where I'm getting more abilities than I can handle, Mm -hmm. I can memorize and do inside of a normal rotation. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess these are the two I'll kind of just become my moves for now until I find one that's better. Because I just cannot remember like every single move and technique I'm learning here. Yeah, I'm definitely in the same boat. When I first unlocked the stances and you can upgrade those three or four or five different times, I went down the tree and it was like, it's just like you said, press, then hold, then press, 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 hold, hold, press, press. And I was like, ah, I'm sure they look cool. I'm sure they're very effective. And if you can master it, it's awesome. But I was, I was kind of almost in the same boat of, well, I'll use my mythical abilities and when I'm in my stances, I'm just going to do my heavy attack, heavy attack, heavy attack. Because that looks so cool anyway. I never get sick of it. I never get tired of it. So I don't know. I, I kind of gave up on that because just like you said, it felt like it would probably be a little too much to bump, 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 bump. I'm in the same boat. So the abilities, if you're good at that kind of thing, there's a bunch for you there. But even if you're not, it doesn't matter because like you said, you can totally give up on those for now. And and maybe in a later game, it's going to become necessary Mm. to know some of those, which probably it will. But for now you've got, uh, when you get technique points, cause you don't level up like one, two, three, four, five, Mm. you, your name changes. You become a more of a legend Mm. as you level up. And as you're going, your little bar goes and you get technique points, which you could spend on these abilities, but not just on the abilities. You can spend it to, uh, make it so you reveal, more uh, hidden shrines, you know, mm-hmm. with a, within a certain radius. You can use it to get all sorts of different uh, buffs to your smoke bombs, your your sword slashes, your, your freaking bow. There's tons to upgrade here. And that's what I really started appreciating, especially during that last stream. Like, I found myself sticking to kind of basic combos, but then once I, I had upgraded my sticky bomb, I had upgraded my kunais, I had upgraded my black powder bomb, once I actually started using all the tools it gave me, not only was I, I was already better at combat by that point, but I turned into a monster. Like I was unstoppable. Here comes this dude with his big attack, whatever. <laughs> kunai to the throat. Hack, 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 you're dead. Hack, hack, hack. This other guy that I did the other kunai to, he's dead too. Switch to the sticky bomb. Boom. He's gone. Boom. There. Throw a black powder bomb. Everybody's dead. It's so, it, I don't know. It's, it sounds so dorky to be like, oh man, I love upgrading myself and getting better, but it, Going from where you start at with basically nothing but a counter and a sidestep and some sword swings to upgrading yourself with new stances, new tools, new abilities with the tools, new ways of attacking, new everything builds on top of everything else so well that it makes you feel so much more powerful than how you started. I love it. When you start getting all those side you know abilities, it's amazing because... I change and I keep doing it. I keep changing the way I fight. And Mm -hmm. just recently, like last night and this morning when I'm playing, I find now that I have upgraded my uh, black powder bombs, Mm -hmm. I'll go into groups and I'll throw a black powder bomb. It staggers them all. They're all jacked. One or two die right up since I just blasted them in the face. I pull my bow out and I just boom, headshot, Mm -hmm. boom, headshot, boom, headshot. Oh, they're not dazed anymore. They're running at me. Black powder bomb. Second one. Boom. They're all dazed again. Headshot, headshot. Match over. Mm-hmm. I don't even pull up my sword anymore. I just like stand around <laughs> shoot my bow. And then, of course, since I headshot most of them, you go reclaim your arrows because mm-hmm. any headshots you get, you get to get your arrows back. Yep. So I walk over there, arrow back, arrow back, arrow back, arrow back, arrow back. Inevitably, one of them has a black powder bomb somewhere. Mm-hmm. So boom, one of the black powder bombs is back. Off I go. 
pretty much uninterrupted, nothing wasted, nothing used. Off to the next group to murder and get some more technique points. And, and as you're leveling yourself up, like I find like the higher level stuff, you can you can frighten enemies, you can scare enemies when they see you use this technique or this item. So I love just almost finishing off a whole group until the last one's dead. And I use that technique on the second to last one. And then he like, the dude like scatters back and falls on the ground, starts, you know, backing away, like doing the crab walk. And I was like, Oh, let me just pull out my bow and thump headshot or, you know, oh, he's, I'll let him get up and run for a little bit. I did. I did. I did the Ramsey Bolton the other day. He was running and I was chasing him and I went, screw this. And I stood there and I just went, Pew. And I had to like, I had to, I had to, I had to raise it up and it went, shh, thunk. And I got a trophy oh. for it too. And I was like, nice. this sucker, he thought he knew. <laughs> he had no idea. Oh my God. Oh, that is wonderful. And I'd heard of that trophy. Mm-hmm. So I got to make sure I get it because I've never shot someone as they're running away from me. Uh-huh. So that'll be something I have to pursue this evening, I think, because I have to one. have it. It's a good one. And it, while you're doing all that, you can do it in style, too, because, of course, they've got the sword kit customizations. Mm-hmm. They've got your headband slash hat you can wear, the different dyes and colors you can make your uh, your attire, plus, of course, the different attire itself. Mm-hmm. Now, the only downfall is that the armor section, I've only found one other thing. So, so far, I haven't got too many different choices for the armor, mm-hmm. but color-wise, as long as you're collecting flowers all over the place, yep. there's lots of different cool things you can get with that. Uh, the headbands, I've gotten like 40 headbands mm-hmm. already. I don't know why I keep, I can't get a hat to save my life, but I've got like 40 <laughs> different headbands uh-huh. and I really want a hat. And of course, the nice part about those headbands though is that they come with all sorts of different colors mm-hmm. and stuff. So it really goes well with how I'm trying to get my nice white knight sort of thing going on. Yep, yep. Uh, but, of course, I found this beautiful red sword kit the other day mm-hmm. with, like, these beautiful red flowers and slashes and stuff going on with this beautiful blue handle. Nice. Uh, and then I'm like, man. So I had to go get my uh, my tunic dyed red and blue. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm all red, blue with red, blue. Then I got this beautiful black and red headband that just kind of punches right there nice. and i'm like wow it's gonna go white night but now i'm red blue what happened <laughs> yeah i definitely find myself spending at least a few minutes usually before i go on stream like what do i want to be now like i found this cool yellow headband well actually i have these backup dyes that are all yellow and i got this yellow sword kit with a little like tiger like fluffy tiger design for my sword oh i've seen those i'm, yes. I'm the little tiger man running through the jungle it's, it's so cool but then the other thing i really love is as you're upgrading your armor, at least for the samurai clan armor, I know this is true because that's the one I keep upgrading. Like the appearance changes as you level it up. Once you go to the armor and level it up, like you start out, you're just a fellow with a chest plate. Now you're a fellow with a chest plate and like the little like shoulder plate. One of now, the blocky shoulder pads. Now you get both. And now you got the helmet. Now your helmet's upgrading for the next level, and it it makes you look more powerful because your armor is better. So you're actually literally getting better armor. But the other thing I like is you can make it look however you want. So as you level it up and you get all the stuff, you know, it doesn't make sense for a guy to be sneaking around in two shoulder plates, a big chest plate, and a giant helmet. 
strap it back down to that little like bamboo chest plate you had, dye it all up, get your headband going, get your stuff going, get your little face mask on so you look like a little ninja. Which I wear the grump. I found the grumpy face mask. Heck yeah. It's like the first thing I did in the game. Mm-hmm. I just ran into the grumpy face mask and I'm like, perfect, boom, done. Uh-huh. Grumpy face mask the whole rest of the game. I had the grumpy face mask. I had the, the one with like the big old mustache and big beard on it. And I recently mm-hmm. just got like actually like just like a little ninja wrap. So I'm like, oh, I actually oh, look beautiful. like what I need to be with the headband and stuff. Oh, so mm. good. I love it. Oh, man. So as you hear, we're gushing. We got combat down. We've got the environments beautiful. And the and the, it's it's crazy how the bi- – I'll mention real quick the biomes, the areas, they, mm-hmm. they organically change. And yeah. I, I, th- I didn't expect it. I kind of was like, all right, it's not an island, so it's pretty much going to be the same environment. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't. No. They just gradually roll into this beautiful fall foliage in this area. They got the bamboo forest over here. They've got the hot springs and the mountains mm-hmm. and the whatnot. And it, everywhere you go, and it does it in such a way as where it just happens. Yeah. So it's not like this weird, just like hard stop for me. It's just like, boom, the way the lighting and everything goes, it just blends right on in and i'm like wow it's gorgeous over here what happened oh man it's crazy and like you said it's not a hard stop but it, it comes on you suddenly like oh mm-hmm. there's there's some kind of some fall like trees but then you go over that ridge and you're in the golden palace and you see why it's called that because the whole area has these golden trees with these golden leaves and it's just you're just like whoa but when you think back it's not like you literally turned a corner and boom there it was it was slowly getting that way and you just you did turn that corner to get into the heart of it, but it was, it was slowly building and making its but way. But it was changing into it as you were going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or when you go to it's very very nice. Or when you go to one of the coasts and you're getting like you, it's slowly getting more rocky and rocky terrain. You get over to the edge of the ridge, and that's a big giant sheer cliff. You're looking down these rocky cliffs. You're looking all the way down the coastline of the island to see the Mongol ships here and there, temples here, lighthouses over there. It's oh, it's fantastic. Yes, the environment is wonderful. And, of course, I told you guys I ended up upgrading to the PS4 Pro, but since my monitor blew up, I'm waiting on the new monitor to come in before I can actually pop the HDR on and get the 4K all up and running. So I'm super excited to get that dang thing in, pop it on, and get it on so I can have it at the best graphics possible unless I was playing on a PC or something, which isn't going to happen because it's a, you know, PS exclusive. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm super looking forward to that. But, of course, what else we got to cover here? Uh, we got a story. I mean, I haven't got really far in the story because I'm side quest Magoo right now. Mm-hmm. So I can't really talk too much to it. I've done the main area. And then I did the first part of uh, all the two main quests. Mm-hmm. I've helped uh, get the bow and arrow. You know, I did that yeah. and got up to the point where you have to do a thing. I won't spoil anything. Right, just right. do a thing. And then the one, the main female who helps you out, did the, her first row of her stuff, got all the way to the point where you, you know, do the other part, you know, get the, the guy. Mm-hmm. So, and then I stopped and I went, <laughs> all right, that's enough. I don't know how far or long I got to go with these storylines before it boosts me to the next act. Right. Because there's three acts and I don't want to end up getting screwed into the next act, even though I doubt it's that fast. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going around going to just everything. I'm going to every single little stinking question mark and every time i get a quest i go do every side quest so i've done a ton of those but i don't know much about the main quest yeah i've I've been basically the same boat except i I finished off everyone's quests so far like Mm -hmm. once you get the bow guy up to a certain point he'll go all right we've done enough for now i'll be there with you when you're trying to rescue your uncle because that's what you're doing in the first part of the game yeah you're trying to get people yeah your uncle who you ride into battle with he gets captured you get 
thrown off a bridge essentially and you got to go ride to get him because he's the leader of the land he'll bring you know the rebellion back and all that stuff so you're trying to find people to help you do that so i've maxed out a lot of those people and what i i so i can't speak to the main story itself but what i like about getting those those people's loyalty missions essentially up is it starts at one level and it slowly ramps up it becomes more samurai movie as you go the uh there's the the older lady who you help out, the uh, the matriarch of the household. I've gotten her to the point where she's like, "All right, I'm gonna I'll see you there when you're ready to do that." But that final quest of hers, what I loved is it's it's not. I mean, there's combat in it, but it's not combat based. It's a really melancholy. Like I won't spoil anything, but you're going back yeah, to the spoil. scene of something that happened before in the uh-huh. game, and and it's it's heavy and it's dark and it's like, you know as I'm running around killing people willy nilly, feeling like a badass, you go back to this area and you're like, Oh wow. Okay. There is actually a cost to this. This is, this is real. It's heavy. And I liked that, that little change of pace from my running around as myself being a God being crazy and cool to like, okay, we're, we're back to serious times now, which is what I want. It's good. And I'll mention it to everybody else has mentioned it when they're talking about Ghost of Tsushima is you want to be a samurai. You're taught to be honorable that's what you're supposed to be doing, but of course, in the very beginning, it shows you that doing that is not gonna just not gonna work. Mm-hmm. That's not how this is gonna roll. So, hence why you get the assassination abilities and the ninja abilities. But every time you dip into the ninja side of things, you'll randomly always get these little cutscenes mm-hmm. and these moments where you get the voice of your uncle going, "You're you're going down the wrong path. This isn't right. This mm-hmm. isn't right." And uh, you know, storyline happens and stuff. We'll see. But for now. It's definitely like, hey man, stop. Be a good guy. You're supposed to be a stand up citizen here. Don't don't do don't stop it, Eric. Don't go murder him. Stop it. And I'm like, shut up. Let me do what I want. I, I've seen a couple of those and then the thing that I really like, maybe this is slightly too spoilery, the more you do it, then you start getting cutscenes with your uncle and the leader who's captured him talking about how you are stabbing more people in the back and all this stuff. It there's a there's a I've only seen one, but oh, it was a really cool wait. scene, and I'm just like, ah, oh, this this is it. You're setting it up for later when I actually do rescue him, and he either chides me or support or supports me. I don't know. It's, it's so good. Like you said, I love the the jump cuts in between, flashing back to that because they seem to come up randomly. I was at that bridge quest, dropping down, stabbing people, and I got one in the middle of that, and I was like, mm. whoa, was I supposed to do this earlier? Or was I mean this was just a random side quest? Yeah, it was weird, right? Yeah, it was really yeah. cool though. So maybe maybe it's not like random, random because I think I got one there too. Mm. So maybe there's like key side quests that if you do, or if it's maybe just a certain amount of kills that you do in a negative fashion. I don't know what the 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 key indicator there is. I mean that one's kind of obvious that you're supposed to be dropping down and stabbing people. So maybe they designed right? it that well way of just mm-hmm. you start here and if you do it, well you you trip the trigger. Good job to you. Well, I, I didn't start that way because I, I actually got down, I went around, snuck around to the bottom, and then I pulled my bow out because I'm real good with the bow. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to pick these dudes off. Bop, 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 bop. So I started shooting to one side, then all of a sudden I was getting shot in my back mm-hmm. a million times. And that's when I was like, both sides are just covered with archers. Yeah. And, I, and that's when I turned around and went, okay, y'all want to do it like that. And that's when I went back up, <laughs> started slicing and dicing, <laughs> and then got me a, a cutscene saying, mm-hmm. you're a bad little boy. And I went, shut up. I know, bad little bad. boy. These guys are bad. They're terrorizing the homeland. Come on. I'm saving a kid, for goodness sakes. That's right. What do you want from me? So, 
really cool, really nice how it kind of pushes you to feel guilty sometimes when you're playing that way. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of scenarios in some of the bigger uh, camps where if you just try to go full-on standoff, yeah. man, oh, man, you're in for a lot of fighting. And it, they don't play around. Some of the enemies, like I said, are crazy. And they don't hesitate to gang up on you, flank mm-hmm. you, screw you over. It ain't like one of them just attacks you by himself. Uh-uh. They come in and will try to murder you. And it's just, I don't know. It's tough if you just want to play a straight samurai. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. There have been a couple times where I, I, like, I do a standoff and I'm like, ah, there's like five dudes in here. I kill two of them, and then like five more dudes rush in in the back, and they start, you know, they're like the dual bladers, so they're like berserker in me. And I'm like, well, I can barely fend off one of you guys with regular dudes. Now there's three of them in on me, and regular dudes too, and spear dudes who just ran up and poked me, and there's archers. Oh, it's ridiculous, but at the same time, it's that wild kind of ridiculous fun where every now and then you do want to get dropped into that. It's like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, I don't know what I'm doing. But the thing that I really do appreciate is if you do get killed, if you do die, you respawn basically right where you started off, where right where you left off, right before that engagement, right before whatever happened. Like the first time I died, you know, it was on stream and I went, oh, crap, I have never saved in this game. Uh, where am I going to be? And it basically started the fight right over. And I went, oh, okay, phew. So it's brutal and it can be extremely tough if you get yourself in the wrong situations, but it's also super forgiving. Like the only thing it won't restart you at is if you're just, you know, you, you run afoul of some random Mongol troopers who are just co- going down the highway. If you die there, mm-hmm. well, then they rode off and you, you just missed your chance to do it right. But anything else like yeah. camps, boss fights, anything like that, it's just, boom, you're right back into it. It's great. Exactly. I enjoyed that a lot. And actually, if you keep dying from personal experience on a particular uh, fight, it'll even go, hey, you really suck. Uh, let us put it on easy for you and then try again. <laughs> and of course, I declined, but uh, it was a nice like, hey, why don't you just pay attention and actually think about this for a minute uh-huh. instead of just running in like a psychopath <laughs> and getting murdered over and over again. Mm-hmm. But with that being said... The main quest so far is are very cool. Mm-hmm. I love the characters. The, the side characters so far are really cool. Got great personalities. Mm-hmm. The side quests so far, because I hear reports that some of them, you know, late game, it kind of gets to be a, you know, a little samey on that end. Right. But right now, they're really fun and fresh. You know, there's like a brother who tried to betray his brother because he thought he was working with the Mongols. Mm-hmm. and So you go in and do a thing. And then this lady fisherman's got an issue over here doing this or that. So I enjoy them. It's like, oh, cool. All these fun little tiny little micro stories. And you just go help these random individuals. Like we already said, the boy getting jacked on the bridge mm-hmm. you help their family out and you'll also see them in town if you save them and stuff they'll go to the main towns and when you get there they're like hey thanks for saving our life go to the gift altar because we put something there for mm-hmm. you so you once again as i told you earlier you get rewarded for everything you do in multiple ways so i'm just really digging it right now yeah i'm really digging it and the one thing that i, I want to mention before we do wrap up uh the bears are awesome I don't know if you have run across any bears. I've killed many of bears, yes. I've killed a few bears, but what I love is when I run across and I, I hear fighting, and I, I go over the ridge and I'm going, what's going on here? And I see two Mongols versus a bear, and that bear is ragdolling everybody everywhere. Like They're literally like glitching out because he's throwing them so far. They're bouncing, and he's hitting them and mm-hmm. juggling them in the air. 
bears are awesome. And then he, he, the first time I saw it, I went, that's wild and crazy. And then he jumped at me and swiped, and I, I bounced off the cliff. And You went flying like 25 yards. Instant death, just boom. And I went, oh, bear, you're the best. So anytime <laughs> there's some bears in camps, sometimes they're all locked up. Anytime I find a bear in a camp, got to let the bear out. Oh, you let him go. Just, mm-hmm. <laughs> usually I've killed everybody by that time, but I'm just like, bear, do it. Oh, my God, I got to run. Friggin' bears, they're right. awesome. Oh, no. I sit there. Every bear I encounter, I murder. It's like a personal affront to me because that same scenario. I was like, oh, bear fighting the Mongols. Let me go. I'm going to go help this bear. Uh-huh. So I went and I killed the Mongols, and then the bear swatted me, I think, 150 yards yeah. and killed me instantly. And I went, I, it's just like the homeless guy who swatted that sandwich, you know, down and didn't <laughs> want my sandwich. I'll never help a bear again in my life. I'm going to murder every bear. I should. Because you need predator skins to upgrade a bunch of stuff, but I can't. I can't kill the bear because he's just he's he's a he is the Mongol killer. He is the ghost of Tsushima. They they fear him more than they fear me. (laughs) They do. They they just they leave me alone. They keep fighting that bear every Uh time. So I guess he's the real ghost. God bless. So as you hear, everybody, both of us are real high on the game right now. Neither one of us has gotten into Act 2, mm-hmm. so we got many more gameplay sessions to get through it. So we'll probably talk about it again once we complete it, yeah. and of course give our thoughts, opinions, review, etc. But for now, I think that about wraps up our overview of what we've played so far. Yeah, definitely wraps it up. What are you guys thinking about Ghost of Tsushima? What are you thinking about those Borderlands 3 patch notes? Are there lots of things in there that affect you directly? Let us know either of those things or any kind of thing at all. If you got questions, comments, concerns, any kind of feedback, send it to us via email at thirdshiftme at gmail.com. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme or find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed, you can find us over there. You can also find us over at that beautiful, wonderful little Patreon. We treat it just like a little old tip jar. You like what we're doing, want to support us, help us out. Consider throwing a buck in, two bucks, five bucks, a thousand bucks, any kind of bucks. Helps us keep the lights on, keep everything operating over here at the Third Shift. If you can't give us some cash, we understand you got to pay bills. COVID-19 still rampaging out in the world. Hey, you can support us by going over to Twitch, following us over there, going over to uh, or subscribing. Hey, give us that Amazon money. You mm-hmm. know the deal. Go to Twitter. You know, follow us there. Facebook. You all know the rigmarole. Five-star ratings on iTunes. Mailbag questions, comments, questions, things you want us to talk about. All those things you can do, and we will listen and comment back and or talk on the show about said things. So consider doing all that stuff. And definitely consider listening to the next episode, which will be dropping by the 31st of July. And you can find that episode on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Podbean, on Spotify, and on YouTube. As I always say, if you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a view, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services. Because it does help us out. And we really do appreciate it. Indeed, we do appreciate it. And we appreciate those five-star ratings. So get on over there and give us some. Yeah. And with that, there's nothing else to say, but... Don't forget to say... Sit down.